This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. It is silver and black today here on this Tuesday. We hope you're having a good week. Your first or second week without Raiders football. But hey, you know what? It's right around the corner. Yes, that's seven, eight months. Man, eight months, Mo, till we get to watch professional football as far as the Raiders are concerned. Again, it, it always, the NFL season, it, it's the shortest season. And you know why, obviously, the physicality of the sport and the brutality of the sport. But man, it's hard because you get done with football season and college season, and it just seems like it takes forever. You mean you don't want to watch uh, reruns of the 2022 season <laughs> when the Raiders blew all those leads? I mean, that's oh. not interesting to the fans out there. Oh, not my interested? Gosh. That's Maybe torture. Too soon? Too soon? Too soon? That's against the Geneva Convention, man. That's like, you know, that's like prisoners of war. You can't do that. Uh, but, hey, do us a favor. If you don't already subscribe to the show, please do it wherever you get your podcast. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, hey, how you doing? Make sure you uh, hit the like button there. Also, smash that subscribe button and the notifications bell as well. Okay, Mo, let's get some more into this state of the Raiders cap is, too. I want to I wanna also go back to a little bit of what we were talking about last segment. I'll, po- I'll pop it up here on the screen for those that are watching. So the salary cap overall, how it's calculated, if you're watching, you see a lot of words on the screen. I'm going to read these for our audio listeners, and we'll talk them through. But the team salary, how it's calculated, you have base salary cap, plus you have carryover, which we'll talk about here in a second, and plus or minus adjustments to the cap, right? And then the cap space is calculated, excuse me, calculated with the cap minus the active cap spending minus dead money, okay? So now the estimated base salary cap mo for 2023 is about 220 million. It was 208 last year. It goes up every year. It went down significantly during COVID, obviously because revenues were down. This is this is how it rises and lowers depending on revenue. And the carryover, this is where we specifically start talking about the Raiders. The carryover for the the salary cap each year is how much the team saved in the previous year. So if you didn't spend money or you got a player that was hurt and you somehow recoup money back, that happens. But the league has to, the team has to notify the league within a couple weeks of the start of the season uh, how much of this money it wants to transfer to the coming year. So you can you can basically carry over money. It's sort of like, and Mo, I don't know if you've had this 
um, uh, with your with your employment at uh, Bleacher Report. Uh, but you have like an HSA health spending account, and some some of those you have to like spend by the end of the year, or some of them you can carry over, right? Well, this carryover for the Raiders, if you look at it again. Um, and what they're able to do. What we know now, there's a report just this week that says the Raiders' carryover for 2023 is going to be $6.7 million. So they're going to bring forward from 2022 uh, almost $7 million. Currently, the Raiders' cap space, this is without the Derek Carr move yet because it's not official, is 20 million, right? 20 point, yeah, exactly about 20 million. You add this, or 21 million, you add the 6.6.7 million and you're at 27.7 million. Okay. You with me now, Mo? Almost just almost mm-hmm. 28 million. Then this is where the Derek Carr thing comes in. So you, you, you save, if you let Derek Carr go or you trade him, it doesn't matter. Um, if you let him go and he's off the books, you're saving $29.2 million with Derek Carr next year because you got to pay the five million uh anyway that's going to be dead cap hit so that leaves the raiders right now as we know it this is an estimate but it's going to be pretty close at just under 57 million dollars in cap space mo uh that is not a small amount okay and that is before maybe some other moves where they could probably recognize upwards of 10 million more dollars too so they're going to be at about 58 million dollars uh, as we mentioned, and and this is where that Derek Carr <laughs> decision came. So because if you if they were convinced Derek Carr is the guy, hey, we're going to win a Super Bowl with this guy. There's no question about it. Then we're not having this conversation, and they deal with the twenty million dollar salary cap they have. But now you double more than double your salary cap by just letting one player go. Right, and there's there was a point that. My guy Pod wasted me. That was very interesting, uh-huh. and, and 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 it stuck to me. He said, "The Raiders wouldn't have put a trap door in Carr's contract if they didn't intend to use it if necessary." Right. So so remember there was a there, we talked about this. I think Danny Heifetz was on from the Ringer. Yes. And people were kind of scoff at him for saying, "Well, there is an out in the contract where the Raiders can get out of this." And a lot of people was like, "Ah, oh, they're not going to get rid of Carr." And I was I was of the belief that Josh McDaniels and Carr that was his guy because again mm-hmm. that. That's what he said coming in the door. But as my buddy Potter Wasted said, you don't put that in there if there's not a possibility that you can <laughs> exercise the clause. And yeah. here we are today. So as you said, they got themselves out of the deal because now they feel like Derek Carr is not the guy for Josh McDaniel's system. They're going to look for other options. But again, as you as you alluded to, $40.4 million if Derek Carr had remained on the roster past February 15th. Right. That's that part of that is his base salary for 2023 and 7.5 million for 2024. So obviously they they were like we're not we're not going to marry ourselves to that. We're going to move on. So that's why you don't have Derek Carr on the field where he can get hurt and that money becomes guaranteed. Yeah. And I mean again, it's 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 29 million dollars uh of dead cap. So right. you have a team that needs to remake its defense. It has to improve its offensive line. Doesn't give you, I mean, twenty million dollars. Doesn't, and so, so I think that they knew that. And you're right. I think that that a lot of criticism towards the coaching, well deserved. Some criticism from us too on some of the moves that Dave Ziegler made, which now much more appeared to be, hey, let's just steady state until I can free up some money. And and now they free up that money, and to be at that situation, to to where you have uh, fifty eight, fifty nine million dollars, and and we'll we'll go into the next segment into the individual players. But Mo, that's that's why you do those contracts. And listen, you have to, and, and Raider fans, 
I know it's hard, even if you're a big Derek Carr fan. You should be thankful that you have a new GM that structured the con and the Raiders structured the contract there because you look around the league, Mo, there's examples of contracts, including even the Aaron Rodgers contract. I know, I know he's a great quarterback and everything. You cannot get out of that contract. Now, you could say the same about the Devontae Adams tr contract, but that's a little bit different. He's a wide receiver. He's not a quarterback. So you look at that situation, and I think Raider Nation's missing that. I hope this show will help them understand a little bit that even if you love Derek Carr, it was a smart move, and it's a move that may save this franchise moving forward for the next three to five years. It's always good to have flexibility because you just never know right. what's going to happen, right? So just look at Russell Wilson in Denver, right? Look at Kyler <laughs> Murray in Arizona. They don't have a choice. Those guys have to stay pretty much in place because no one's going to trade for their contracts. Right. <laughs> so right. whoever steps in and becomes the, the head coach of those teams – they have no choice. Their first pitch has to be, how can I fix Russell Wilson? How can I get Kyler Murray to be a better quarterback? How can I get him to study? You know, th those type of things. There's no, we're going to trade Kyler Murray. We're going to trade Russell Wilson because of the way the contract is structured. So what Raider fans should be able to appreciate is that the front office had the foresight, as you said, to give themselves an out just in case because it was a new marriage. Yeah. It wasn't like Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels had been working together for <clears> 10 years. This is their first year together, and they knew, like, if it didn't work out, we always have that trap door we can walk out of and walk out of the contract. Yeah, and I think it was a really smart move by the GM and coach to, to, right. to get Mark Davis to agree that. Now, we, we hear reports that Mark Davis wasn't sold on Derek Carr along. I don't know about that. I think, I think Mark Davis is actually taking a bullet for his guys, which is admirable. Uh, but, but, yeah, I mean, you look at the Packers situation. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at it right now and over the cap. Um, you cut Aaron Rodgers pre-June 1st, which, of course, they're not going to do. It would be a $100 million cap hit. After June 1st, it's still $32 million, right? So, so and, and trade, it's $100 million. It, it doesn't change with the trade. It's still a $30 million cap hit. That's why he's not going to go anywhere. If he retires, that's a different story, but, but he's not going anywhere. Um, but that's why the structure of these contracts – and listen, that's not a fun part of the game for fans to pay attention to. But I think in particular Raider Nation, who, 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 as I've said, deserves better and needs this team to get better fast, the only way you were going to do that, and this is why you and I consistently, almost every week, at least once or twice, bring up the fact that the most valuable contract in the NFL is a young player on a rookie contract, especially if you can get a quarterback that can come in and play right away, or at least within a year, um, because, because it allows you to play with the cap. Right, and it also allows you to build up your roster if you need to revamp your defense like the Raiders do and patch up your offensive line. Yeah. So now the Raiders, we don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they go out and get a veteran, but that player is probably not going to cost as much as Derek Carr would have cost against the cap. I believe Derek Carr would have had a $35 million cap hit in 2023, if I'm not mistaken, $34.9 million. So that, mm -hmm. that, that cap hit, whoever they bring in, even if it's Tom Brady or Jimmy Garoppolo, I doubt that cap hit is going to reach the amount of $35 million. Now, of course, they get a rookie. He's going to be on a rookie contract, and the Raiders will be able to spend in other areas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if it is a veteran quarterback, um, again, I think you, you see the bonus. You see it spread out, and, mm -hmm. and maybe you see a cap hit. I think at the most it would be half that, and that would be on the high side. So 
That, that's my guess right now, but but it's interesting. But I think it's important to understand that because as the Raiders go out, because a lot of folks, okay, they got to go remake the defense. You got to do draft picks. Yeah, you got to do draft picks, but you also, this gives the Raiders a lot of room to go and be very appealing to high-end free agents, right? And we'll go over those free agents that might be targets for the Raiders here in a couple of weeks. But you look at those opportunities too, most, especially on that offensive line. There's a couple offensive linemen that are coming up for free agency. They could stay, end up staying with their team or not. But, but that's where you want to be able to go get a guy – you're going to be able to plug in, especially with a new quarterback, whether it's a rookie quarterback, it's a Garoppolo, it's a Brady. You've got to protect that quarterback, especially if it's a Brady. And um, to do that, you got to have the cash. This allows them to do that there, too, on the offensive line. You always want to be prepared going to free agency because you never know what can happen. Even if a guy is not set to become a free agent, mm-hmm. there are cuts around the league. The Raiders may swing a trade. David trade. Ziegler has been app to swing a deal and we saw that with rocky asin coming in we we saw that so with Devontae adams even though people don't want to give him credit for that he's willing <laughs> to make a deal so i wouldn't rule out a trade or something that we didn't foresee happening in the offseason but you always want to have the cap room the money to spend just to give yourself that flexibility to prove the roster yeah no question uh and that's going to be what's interesting and this is where this is where i know raider fans they just want to make sure the team gets better but if you follow this it, it's kind of fun in the offseason, actually, to watch where they spend their money. So when you start to see guys available for trade or they're free agents or you start to see things happen in the NFL and you say, oh, the Raiders should go get that guy, look at the number and say, hey, what's he going to bring, right? Most of the time when they report this stuff, they'll tell you what they made last year, what they're worth on the open market, and that's where the balance comes in. That's where the front office has to say, okay, if I got to spend only $15 million on a quarterback – then I can go spend X number of dollars on these different guys and be able to fill those spots, right? So so that's actually part of the fun. I'm not a math guy. I talk about it all the time. Numbers kind of get to me sometimes. But uh, when it comes to the football stuff, it's fun to follow because then, you know, if they go out and sign a guy and they give him a big ticket, like, whoa, okay, so you're going to go out. You think it's that important. You're going to sign that one guy. Then you better nail the draft on defense if you just spent a ton of money on the offensive line. So we'll see how it all works out. But it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun to watch what Dave Ziegler, not only with the full complement of draft picks, and maybe they get more depending on what happens with some trades, um, and then have the money too. I think he's going to be a lot more active early in free agency than he was last year. If you remember, Mm -hmm. a lot of people, a lot of Raider fans were kind of antsy because the Raiders weren't making big moves until Mm -hmm. the Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones splashes came about, I believe, on a Wednesday, Thursday. But uh, I think this year he's going to, he has to be a little more active because the Raiders have a lot of holes so he cannot sit on his hands for the first 24 40 hours of that tampering period and let guys come off the market because the Raiders need some help especially on the defensive side of the ball especially on the offensive line so I expect to see a more active Raider front office this this time around for sure all right Mo grab your avocado smoothie we're going to take a quick break uh when we come back for the third and final segment of this edition of silver and black today we're going to go over the Raiders cap hits the guys who are going to be paid the most and count against the cap most. And then we're going to look at, we're going to do a little bit of trimming the fat. Where can they save money and regain some cap space as well? Uh, there might be some names on there that you know really well. We'll talk about those when we come back. You're listening to Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast covering the Las Vegas Raiders. Stay right where you are. 